Welcome to the Friday edition of the Holmes Politicast. We have got uh, eh, some stuff going on in Michigan, I guess. Um, Representative Fred Upton um, is supporting the hunting down and jailing of all conservatives. Um, Michigan is raising awareness about the ozone as if that needs raising awareness. Um, Anti-Asian hate is way up. You know, everybody's, everybody's dying of anti-Asian hate. And Grand Haven decides that you can do things outdoors. Woohoo. Isn't that great? All conservatives. Well, I didn't say anything about conservatives. All right. Um, so that is where we are. I'm Anon Don. This is the Holmes Politicast. Oh, hunting down all conservatives. Yeah, well, all the conservatives that were at the Capitol. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that he would be opposed to hunting down any conservative that was ever portrayed negatively in the media. Um, we'll see. He actually, uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, to be, to be frank, uh, yeah, I didn't ever stop either. Okay, so, here we go, this is the, the Friday show, and first things first, uh, you better keep wearing your masks in the classroom and on other sites, Michigan Health Department urges. Well, I'm going to disregard that, but, okay. Uh, Craig Mauger. Uh, yeah, heck the mask. Regardless of whether individuals are vaccinated, students and staff should continue wearing masks in classrooms. Guidance issued Thursday by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services said. The recommendations came as Michigan's COVID-19 infections have rates have dropped and Governor Gretchen Whitmer has begun rolling back general mask requirements. The limitations on get or and limitations on gathering Sorry, it's been a long day. Uh, we had field day with the kids today, and oh my goodness, it was so long, and it was so warm. So, my brain's a little fuzzy. The beer after work uh, did not help, so <laughs> I'm doing my best. All right, the Democratic governor announced Thursday that the state's broad mask and gathering epidemic order would end July 1st. Ooh. All individuals should continue wearing masks in classrooms. Residential care facilities, hospitals, jails, prisons, and homeless shelters while playing indoor contact sports or riding public transportation, the new health department guidance says. Continually changing the rules is disruptive in education and making changes close to the end of the school year is particularly challenging, said Wendy Zdeb. Zdeb. Wendy Zdeb. I think is how you say it. There's no other way to pronounce that. Z-D-E-B. Um, Executive Director of the Michigan Association of Secondary School Principals. Okay. Issues of comfort and a sense of security connected to the mask wearing already are a, quote, contentious issue among students and educators in what has been, quote, a difficult school year, she said in a statement. All right, so I'm going to have to stop right there <laughs> because this is ridiculous. All right, continually changing the rules is disruptive. Well, you've been doing nothing but changing the rules. Oh, now you can go back. Oh, now you can't. Oh, now you can go back a couple days a week. Oh, now you can go back four days a week. 
we have literally had every single type of change this year in our school systems. Getting rid of the masks that all of these kids hate wearing. All right, there are a couple kids that like wearing them. All right, there is like one child in my class that actually likes wearing them. Um, yeah, except for no masks. Because, like, this is not a disruptive change. The disruptive change was putting a mask on our 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. That is a disruptive change. When they've got something stuck to their face, their hot breath is going all over their face, their face is continually moist from all of the, um, yeah, 2, 3, 4. Uh, I mean, yeah, it goes down to 2, I think 3, actually, with Whitmer. No, it is 2. It is 2. Um, but that is the change that has disrupted education. Um, it's disgusting. Uh, you don't keep a mask on a two-year-old. That's actually not a thing you can do. Um, in fact, keeping a mask on a five-year-old is pretty dang difficult. I know, I've tried. Um, and I just, actually I didn't try because I knew it was stupid. So um, I've seen other teachers try and laughed at them uh, secretly. Not, not really. Yeah, I know. Those poor workers. Um, like, I've seen them try, and I've just thought to myself, that is an exercise in futility. You're not going to get it. So, this uh, lady that is the Michigan Association, or the director of the Michigan Association of Secondary School Principals, I mean, number one, she has no idea how to educate, apparently, because... Uh, <laughs> Making a disruptive change and then saying that getting rid of the disruptive change is going to be a disruptive change. I mean, obviously, she's not making a, a, a real argument. Well, she is. She's trying to couch her argument in. Um... <laughs> yeah, I've had kids rip up masks. Um, they they will. Yeah, it's it's silly. Um so my moderator says uh, at the daycare one kid would purposely throw his mask in the toilet that is exactly what everybody should do with their mask I applaud this kid for his bravery his courage speaking truth to power out of the mouths of babes comes uh, all wisdom or something like that I don't know all the leftist tropes alright go toward this child because I like this one <laughs> so um so this lady d doesn't know what a disruptive change is. That's unfortunate. We continue. We hope our communities will continue to support their local districts and extend them some grace as they try to navigate these new rules. Zdeb said. The Federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention last week recommended that schools continue current COVID-19 prevention strategies through the end of the school year. The strategies include prioritizing, quote, universal and correct use of masks and physical distancing. Yeah, at our school, we do neither of those. Um, there is no, there is no correct use or uh, universal use. There is no physical distancing. In fact, we're actually mixing kids a lot more now um, because we all of our teachers realize the damage that has been done from sectioning kids off from their entire society. Um, we recognize that we, I mean, these kids ask us why we do these things, and I'm not going to lie to them. I just say because, because the government makes us. So. Oh, it is horrible. Yeah. These kids want to play with each other. and we, they, they can look at each other from across the fence. They can go up to the fence and say hi, but they can't play with each other. Like, it's stupid. And for a virus that doesn't affect children. 
Because most students remain unvaccinated, schools and child care providers should continue to follow the COVID-19 prevention strategies outlined in the current version of the CDC's operational strategy for K-12 schools for at least the remainder of the 2020-2021 academic school year. Dash. Um, I, do, I feel bad for these kids, too. I see a lot of mask anxiety in five-year-olds. Um, including masking when indoors, the new, the new state guidance says. On Saturday, Whitmer's administration lifted mask requirements for fully vaccinated individuals across the state. It had previously dropped general requirements that masks be worn outside regardless of vaccination status. So, um... Yeah, you can you can finish this if you want. It's just a bunch more stupid crap. Uh, almost fifty seven percent of adults, sixteen and older, sixteen years and older, had received at least one dose of the vaccine through Thursday. Oh goodness. Okay, so this is dumb. Uh, the the Detroit News should be embarrassed um, to print this because I mean they're making a direct uh, a direct suggestion. Um, and they've got nothing, no opposing viewpoints, nothing. That's not how you do journalism. Um, the, the journalism is done by, you know, getting both sides of the story and presenting that, those facts to the people. Um, so right here, beginning of the show, even the Detroit news, who is great, who I subscribe to, um, even the Detroit news is unable to give us good reporting. Um, Craig Mogger, I don't know who Jennifer Chambers is, but Craig Mogger should know better. He writes better than that. All right. Southeast Michigan has first Ozone Action Day of 2021. Woo! Okay. So, um, it, it, unless, if you're unaware, which you would have to have both lived under a rock, um, been severely mentally retarded, and dead... Um, and also not have a brain, right? To not have heard of the ozone and, uh, yeah, (laughs) it was loud. Um, to have not heard of the, uh, climate change crisis that's going on. So, um, I guess this, this is more of an action day. We're going to actually actively do something. So let's see what we're actively doing for the environment. First Friday, oh, that's today. Friday is the first Ozone Action Day of 2021 in Southeast Michigan, according to officials with the state and an association of municipal municipal governments. Michigan Department of Education. No, my goodness. I'm struggling, people. All right. Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy said its latest air quality index is orange. (gasps) Oh, no meaning there are elevated levels of ozone in the air over the region. As a result, air could cause problems for children. The air could cause problems for children, senior citizens, and people with asthma. Oh. Huh. Higher temperatures, southwest winds, and less clouds, cloud cover than expected earlier in the week led officials to declare Friday an ozone action day they said officials also said the threat for increased ozone could continue Saturday 
Um, oh yeah, my moderator, my moderator makes a good point. We're all safe because we've all got masks, so the ozone can't hurt us. All right, so be afraid of the air. Um, there's there's too much ozone. I know I know you look up, you can't see it, but trust us. You know the weather's bad, so we need to do something. But again, as she pointed out, we we all have masks, so we're good. Temperatures Friday and Saturday in Metro Detroit are expected to reach into the upper 80s and close to 90 degrees, according to the National Weather Service's office in White Lake Township. And even through the and even though the service forecasts a cold front will move in over the region region Sunday and bring a chance of showers and thunderstorms, the temperature will remain in the high 80s. The weather is expected to roller coaster at the beginning of next week, the agency said. Detroit's temperature is expected to hit a high of 78 degrees Monday. Sort Okay, so they're just talking about the weather. Um, uh, let's see. Air quality is not necessarily something we can see, but it has a huge impact. Oh, okay. Delay mowing lawns. Drive less. Avoid refueling vehicles during daylight hours. Okay, so just... Okay, so living... Doing basically any normal activity or any travel. So basically, uh, we're not allowed to travel because the air will kill us if we keep on traveling. Cool. Thank you, the Detroit News. So, um, in case you haven't heard, the news, the press, they're not that great. Um, Yeah, yeah, of course. Just like the coronavirus only comes out at night, which is why we needed, like... um, curfews and stuff like that yeah these 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 elites they're really leading us well by keeping the ozone clean at least during the day okay we move on now to the asian hate all the asian hate okay so mark and christina Gustin are eager to welcome their first child next month and raise her in plymouth township neighborhood they come to love but one day last week as Mark was mowing his grass, he heard children playing, and then something he couldn't believe. Hey, you, expletive, Chinese, yeah, you over there. I looked because I couldn't believe. No, I looked because they can't be talking to me, he said. But the teens were talking to Mark. Yeah, you, go back to China, expletive, Chinese, Mark said, recalling the words that left him in disbelief that children could say such hateful things. Well, if... Okay. So, these two things actually go together. This, okay, so this thing and... Uh, where is it? This thing go together. If you don't believe that children can say hateful things, you have never been around a child, better learn fast, Mark, because you got one coming. And you're going to hear a lot worse from him, or her, or it, or they, or he, she, or him, her, or he, it, or I don't know, whatever they're going to decide to identify. If you continue going down this woke PC road, you continue going down the road where where you're always a victim and you, you're going to live your life, you're going to just live your truth despite reality. Well, you're, you're going to hear a lot more hateful things from your children. Um, so he cries that he was adopted. He, he grew up with white people, you know, the 
the other oh wait 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 mark okay so this is interesting mark walked across the street to talk to the parents of one of the teens who are also people of color no way <clears throat> yeah they okay so my moderator said they say it just got shit shits and giggles um yeah well obviously teens say everything for just stupid reasons they say it for you know just because they want to see a reaction and you delivered. Oh boy, Mark, did you deliver? You you wrote you went to the newspapers with it. Not only did you get a reaction, you went to the newspaper with it. Wow. Alright. So uh so he he watched the parents quickly chastise their son. Um and then he got a rock through his window. Okay. So so this guy is so not only are there okay so as for Mark and Christine's broken window caring neighbors have collected money to help them replace it but the couple said that they're able to afford a replacement so not only so the kids are jerks all the parents are helping the parents chastise their son the parents of color chastise their son for being racist against a Chinese person the neighborhood pays for the window that they broke and you still go to the papers with this like oh my goodness mmm okay um I'm not gonna say anything further about that because that's kinda silly I mean come on mark grow a spine they're kids leave them alone I mean yeah I would talk to their parents too but they're kids let it go dude alright and this is what's wrong with our society. People don't just let things go. They have to run to the papers. They have to run to their government. They expect everybody else to fix all of their relationships except themselves. Like, you are half of all of your relationships. You, yourself. So, in order to fix relationships, half of that responsibility is yours. In order to cultivate good relationships, half of that responsibility is yours. And in fact, I would say maybe even more. Um... I mean, we are we are all called by God to have relations with others, to be kind, to be courteous, to be respectful, to help others see God, to point him, point them toward Him. Um, and crying about what kids are saying to, in the newspaper, <laughs> I feel like isn't getting any of that done. So we move on. Whitmer lawmakers reach broad deal that includes scrapping permanent COVID-19 work rules. So we talked about this, I think, a little bit last week, um, that the, the permanent COVID-19 work rules were coming. Um, and the legislature said, uh, yeah, we don't think so, honey. So Governor Gretchen Whitmer and Republican legislative leaders reached a broad deal late Tuesday that may give lawmakers more authority in future pandemic orders and Whitmer's team a better position on budget negotiations according to a news release from the elected leaders. The releases from Whitmer, House Speaker Jason Wentworth, and Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky all include slightly different language on the terms of the deal, but the highest-ranking elected leaders in the state agree that there are terms in place between the parties with a recently frosty relationship. Uh, frosty would be a, a, a nice way of putting it. 
As we emerge from the pandemic together, our number one goal is to get Michigan back to work and jumpstart our economy economic recovery, Whitmer said in a new news release. Well, I... So I feel like her number one goal is definitely not to get Michigan back to work because she hasn't cut off the federal uh, the federal supplement to unemployment. Um, or maybe she has. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she didn't. I missed it at some point. But uh, as far as I know, that has not been removed and people are still being incentivized to um, not work. So... I don't know. I don't know. Is that her number one goal? I don't know. I doubt it. Okay. Today's bipartisan framework shows us how we can unite around investing in our schools, small businesses, and communities to help them thrive. I look forward to working with the legislature to invest the billions in federal resources sent to us by both the Trump and Biden administrations and pass a budget that makes lasting investments in our shared priorities. Whoa, she mentioned that Trump sent her money. She must be getting reelected next year or something. Is that one one of the gubernatorial candidate or one of the gubernatorial uh, elections again in Michigan? Oh, yeah, next year. Okay. Um, yeah. It's funny how her language has changed so much about the Trump administration. Um, all right, Wentworth and Turkey said Whitmer gets to have her team involved in the House and Senate budget negotiations. In exchange, the speaker said the governor agreed to establish a formal and permanent role for lawmakers in issuing future pandemic orders. So, um, I guess that's kind of a win. Uh, I don't know about having the governor's like it's kind of it seems a little unclear to me. Um, So it looks like they're just helping to invest these federal resources, not involved in every single budget ever. Um, so I don't know. I guess that's a compromise that is okay. It's not horrible. Um, the Michigan Occupational Health and Safety Office must also revoke proposed permanent workplace COVID-19 rules. A source of great ire for Republicans and some business leaders, well, most business leaders, um, if you're being honest. These three changes are major priorities for House Republicans because those are three major priorities for the people we represent, Wentworth said in a news release. We listened to the people and fought every day for the ability to go to work, send their kids to school, and live their lives. Today, the governor was finally willing to work with us and make significant changes. Together, we can finally put a stop to these mistakes. Good, good. Oh, so, yeah. My moderator said these kids are telling everyone at school it was them and laughing. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, Whitmer's team said lawmakers also agreed to negotiate on how to spend billions in federal COVID-19 relief dollars while her office indicated my OSHA would revoke the proposed permanent rules. The news release stated that the governor would, quote, have a conversation about formalizing legislative input on epidemic orders. Well, wait, 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 what? What? Okay, Whitmer's team said that, that the governor would have a conversation about formalizing legislative, legislative input. Uh... 
So that doesn't look like she's actually committed to it. We'll see if she actually does that. Um, I don't know. For months, Republicans have angled for a form formal role in the issuance of emergency health orders. GOP lawmakers have repeatedly tried to strip away pandemic power from the health department director and the governor, arguing they should also have a say in what regulations are put in place. You're darn right they should. They're the legislature. We elect them to make laws, as I've stated before on this show. The legislature make laws. Make ugh. The legislature makes laws. Um, the governor is supposed to execute those laws. You know, the executive branch, uh, not you know make committees to make laws. That's not how the executive branch is supposed to execute laws. They don't execute laws by conjuring them up. So, interesting. Whitmer and Democrats argued that the Republican legislative majority had the authority to send the governor bills that would work to curb the spread of COVID-19. Okay, yeah, they had the opportunity to do that, but they didn't want to because COVID-19 wasn't a thing that we could curb. The fact that... Oh, and by the way... uh. If you want to argue with that, I would say that we have been masked in Michigan for the last year, and we still had spikes up the wazoo that states that are unmasked did not have. If you're telling me that we could have curbed the spread of COVID-19, you just haven't been paying attention or you're intentionally lying. The fact that the governor repeatedly needed to acquiesce to a list of Republican legislative requests just so her budget team could be in the negotiation room speaks to the power lawmakers have in determining the state's financial priorities. You know what? I agree with that. I agree with the Detroit Free Press wholeheartedly there. Legislator, the Republican legislature has a lot more power than they are telling us, and they are sitting on their hands constantly. Constantly they are sitting on their hands. They could have sent Whitmer tons of bills that would have stripped her. I mean, they did send her a couple bills that would have stripped her of power. She rejected those. But they, they should be sending her bills to reject on a daily basis. Like, because it's ridiculous at this point. We should have her on record denying every single thing that the people of Michigan want. <clears throat> that is, that's how we play politics. The Republicans just suck at it. So, I've consistently said I believe the budget process is better with the governor involved and the state's pandemic management is better with the legislature involved. Wentworth said in the statement. See, so the, the Republicans are being much more gracious as per usual arrangement <clears throat> um Whitmer says yeah yeah I might think about working with those slobs and then the Republicans are like yeah I think both processes would, would go better if everybody was involved and we were able to talk to the governor about all of her ideas her great ideas that have just kept this state running so well for so long and uh though we agree with Governor Whitmer on almost every uh single little thing and our noses are entirely all the way up there her uh, backside uh we just think that we should uh be able to um just just maybe please uh be involved in um some of the uh legislative um actions <laughs> all right i went a little overboard there but i mean we've got the power um republicans need to use power when they get it these the jellyfishing is just not gonna cut it anymore um the Republican voters are starting to get wise to that. 
We know that a lot of you are just grifting. We know a lot of you are just saying what we want to hear so that you can sit in Congress and get paid. We're not doing that anymore. If you sit in Congress and get paid and you don't do anything for the Republicans, you're out. We will we will campaign against you and we will put somebody in there that will legislate. Because a Republican just taking a seat in the legislature is no good if they're not going to fight. <clears throat> Which, actually... Um, yeah, that's not what I wanted, but, um, I, I actually just wanted to show you that, um, show you this article. Oh, Meyer and Upton. So Peter Meyer, uh, I'm going to be calling him uh, tomorrow. Oh, oh, wait. No, it's Saturday tomorrow. He won't be in his office. All right. So uh, both Meyer and uh, Fred. So both Peter and Fred. Um, I mean, the Honorable Congressman Meyer and Upton uh, are, they're both okay with Is that a black cop leading in the rioters? That wait a second. Alright, so this is kind of weird. I just saw a video of a black cop. Oh no, he's not. He's not leading them. He's just running from them. Wow, those look like extremely violent people. Wow, they're obviously trying to kill people. Okay, that's enough of that. <clears throat> um, so, uh, here's my thought. The January 6th uh, incident doesn't require a commission, and Meyer and Upton should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves to support the hunting down and jailing of... Yeah, yeah, they did some bad stuff, but you should be going after BLM. We've got you on our political side to fight for our side, right? That's, that's a thing that generally you do you fight for your political side <clears throat> i do it i actually called that meyer was a grifter um that he was an actual leftist so that's pretty fun um cool so actually and meyer uh we can get rid of quite easily he's in grand rapids he's a first term uh congress congressman yeah he's a congressman in the united states congress so uh i'll be calling him and telling him that he better knock that off or he's going to get really hard campaigning against him. 
I will go up and down every single residential street in Grand Rapids and knock on every single door. I am not kidding. <laughs> because this is ridiculous. I am so tired of Republicans that will attack their own side. Like, it's bad enough to just sit and do nothing. It's, it, that's bad enough. But to actively support and help Democrats go after your own side. Unnecessary. So, um, so these these guys working with Whitmer again. I'm I'm not really impressed by them. Um, yeah, they're gracious and nice to her, but I would like to see a little more political courage and a little less uh, niceness. Um, you know, because if if being politically courageous is seen as being mean, then be mean. Because if if the left is going to change definitions, then we're not going to live in their world. We're not going to play their fantasy games. All right. So um, I have no idea who this is. Uh, Tudor Dixon. Uh, America's Voice Live on weekday afternoons on the Real American's Voice cable network. So seems like an okay. Uh, she's a she's a news. You know, I I'm still going with Soldano. Um. I don't, oh, wait, wait, what is this? What is this? Okay, they actually, they actually have Soldano in here. Wow. Okay. Okay. Detroit Free Press is changing a little bit. Changing their tune just a tad. Okay. Um, wow. All right. Free Press might get a C plus again for this week. Look at that the, the the two the two things that I had I mean the the Peter Meyer thing was you know what actually I'm I'm glad they reported that because I'm I want to see when our Republicans are doing dumb stuff all right so Tudor Dixon um, running for Michigan governor I have no idea who she is um, if any of you guys have seen her you know leave a comment on the show or email me or something let me know. Um, what you know about her? Maybe I'll do some digging into her, but you know what? I'm I'm not really super concerned. Uh, we got Soldano; he's a good candidate. So, here in Grand Haven, we are now allowed to be outside, which is great. All right, so Grand Haven Council won't limit booked events at popular downtown venue following a split vote. A split vote. This should not be a split vote. <clears throat> Um, let's see. So, uh, I'm actually just uh, skimming this one. Um, oh my goodness. So, our mayor... Bob Monetza, Monetza, yeah, Monetza, and Councilman Dennis Scott agreed that some limitations should be made. So these guys need to go. That's that's inexcusable. Um. All right, so I have got my goal for next year. Cool. See Bob Monetza and Councilman Dennis Scott uh, removed from any power that. <laughs> that Grand Haven can grant to them. Um, 
So the rest of it is just uh, their arguments. Um, utility extension bid denied. So, um, okay. So again, Grand Haven opening up. Need to get rid of a few council members. That's all right. We can get it done. All right. Muskegon ain't sleeping through this revolution. Community calls for change at Juneteenth protest. Okay. Juneteenth again. Um, I feel like... Um... Oh, June 20th, 2020. Oh, this is from a long time ago. That's why it looked familiar. Okay, screw that. We're not talking about that. Let's talk more about uh, Meyer and Upton. Okay, so uh, Peter Meyer, if you are, okay, so if you are in St. Joseph uh, or Fred Upton is your constituent, you have to call him because I cannot. I called and he said he doesn't take comments from anybody that is not in his district. So he doesn't, Again, Fred Upton does not care to hear from his party. Um, he only wants to hear from the people that can directly help him. So, um, I can actually directly hurt him, um, which he doesn't seem to get. Peter Meyer, I can... I I'm going to call him and I'm going to talk with his office because, uh, to be honest, I have not discussed this with him at all. Let's see if he says anything. There have been there has been an active effort to whitewash and rewrite the shameful events of that day and to avoid accountability and turn away from difficult truths. Okay, yeah, he needs to go. I don't care what else he said. That if if you have if you have the spine to call out Republicans, but you cannot get the stones up to say anything about BLM burning the country down for an entire summer, then you are not somebody we need in our government. In fact, I would rather hand it over to the communists than keep Peter Meyer in there just leeching off our money and slowing our decay. Because, see, if we just rip the Band-Aid off and we just uh, let the communists expose themselves, then, uh, you know, there's a good chance we could actually win that fight. Um, but if we've got Meyer and Upton defending them and obfuscating and hiding all the things they're doing and attacking their own side and calling, you know, their own side, um, abhorrent and inexcusable. You know, I, I just can't, I, I just don't see that as a winning platform. They're not really interested in getting conservative things done. That's my, that's my, just a hunch, you know, based off of 30 years of experience with the Republicans just my hunch. And you know how those have been correct every time. So, thank you guys so much for joining the show. I so much appreciate it. Uh, we had a little difficulty getting started, but once we got started, uh, we were off to the races. So, uh, again, thank you so much for joining. If you like the show, please subscribe. Um, head over to Twitch and watch all my videos, at least a couple seconds of them. Um, leave comments. Uh, subscribe to my Twitch. Um, because that's a free way that you can actually help me to expand the show. So if you like what you're hearing, do that. Um, 
If you want to be part of the resistance, we are the Holmes Politicast Resistance. I'm Anon Don, and we'll see you next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.